1: very happy lord's day to you all god bless you the lord's blessing upon you all thank you for tuning in you're listening to the gypsy christian hour and i'm your host sam nicholas i'll be with you for the next hour we're a live broadcast we're here in studio ready to take your calls ready to pray for your prayer requests answer questions like i said we're a live broadcast and i'm so grateful that uh the weather permitted us to get here tonight uh we're all waiting for uh, this hurricane Hillary to hit Southern California, and I hope you're prepared and we're going to pray god's protection upon everyone uh during the storm uh time that's supposed to uh, come in later on this evening or this morning and uh rain through Sunday and monday so let's open the program with prayer, and would you join me right now as we seek god's presence as we seek the lord's blessing? Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you that we can confidently come before the throne of grace where your word tells us that we find help in time of need. So, Lord, I pray for the needs of each and every listener, each and every caller. I pray that those needs would be met tonight by your hand, that your grace and your mercy would be sufficient for all of our needs tonight, Lord. And I pray about this storm that's coming in, Lord, the rain, the wind. I pray your protection upon all the occupants, all those, everybody, Lord, the ones here in Southern California, wherever the storm train is, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would protect from, from death, from damage. Uh, Lord, that everyone would just remain safe and that there would be no loss of life or property. I pray your grace and your mercy, Lord, through this time. And I pray, Lord, that this would be a blessing. Uh, to to everyone, Lord, that there would be rain and, 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 and an end to the drought and all of this, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that your hand would be upon all of us, Lord, through this time. In Jesus' name, Lord, take over this radio program and just lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would take over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We're a live broadcast in studio, and we're ready to take your calls, ready to answer your questions, God willing. The number is 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in, and we will pray with you. We'll pray for you. You'll have listeners that are listening, praying for you. Uh, so call in, 888 995 Fifty-five, fifty-two. Um, I just want to encourage you that we have a God that can supply for supply all of your needs. Look what it says in Philippians four eighteen or nineteen. It says, "And my God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus." Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. God receives glory when you. When he's, when, he, when you receive his blessing, God is glorified through your testimony, through your witness, through your example of God supplying your needs. You give encouragement to others who are in need, and God receives glory. So make your request known unto God. Make your request known that he would bless you. Whether it's a spiritual blessing that you need, maybe you feel far from the Lord, Maybe you're just not close to God. Maybe things have come between you and him, especially sin. If there's sin in your life and you want to get it right before the Lord, we'll help you pray and ask for forgiveness. If you've never received Christ, you know I encourage you to make that decision tonight that salvation would come into your life, that your eternal destiny would be secured in Christ. If it's a physical need, if there's illness or sickness in your life or in your family life, in somebody's life in, that is close to you or that you know about, you know, we're going to pray about some people that we know about that have asked for prayer or that we know need prayer. We're going to pray for, pray for those requests. So if you have a need physically, an illness, a sickness, an addiction, God breaks those chains, God heals those wounds call in. If there's a financial problem, you know, God supplies all of our needs. If there's a problem in your marriage or there's something going on with your children or grandchildren, all this can be brought before the Lord. So call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Well, let's pray for some prayer requests. Uh, we want There's a there's a message up on a message board that says, Linda got into a bad accident, needs prayer for healing and relief from pain. So we're going to pray for Linda. We also want to pray for the White family out in Atlanta. Uh, dear brother, Pastor Robert White, 48 years old, uh, had, an, uh, had, had a heart attack and went home to be with the Lord at 48 years old. Uh, it's a devastating blow to the church, to the family. Uh, his loss is, is felt terribly. But it's his gain. He's in heaven. Yeah, we know he's in heaven, but the people that he left behind, that's left behind are hurting. So we want to pray for the fe- White family, for peace and comfort through this time. We also want to pray for the Clark family, for what they're going through. We want to pray for Holly, for Matthew, uh, for healing on his hand. Uh, and we want to pray for David Siganoff in Houston. He's uh, dealing with kidney issues, and we want to pray for his healing. So, Father, we come before you, Lord. And first, I pray for the White family, Lord. I pray for your peace and your comfort upon them. Well, that just once there's, there's no words, Lord, that can, that that that, that really can describe what they're going through such a, a so such a sudden death and loss lost to us here on earth lost to the church lost to his family but his gain is in your presence so i thank you for salvation i thank you for the man that he is the man that he was here on earth the man that he is in in, in your presence i pray for his wife his children his grandchildren i pray for charlie his father I pray for the Atlanta church that you'd get them through this time by your grace, because your grace is sufficient for everything, all of our needs. I pray for your peace and comfort. Lord, I pray for Linda. I pray that Linda would be healed from this accident and that all would be well for her. Heal her from the pain, Lord, and get her through this time. I pray for the Clark family. Lord, I pray for Holly. I pray for Matthew's recovery. And I pray for David Siganoff, Lord, that you would heal him, Father. Heal him totally and completely, Lord, miraculously, Lord, that when that biopsy comes back, that it would be a simple thing, Lord, that he would be back on his feet at no time, Lord. pray for Matthew's healing of his hand. I pray for Holly, Lord, that you would control her sugar, Lord, and that all would go well in these coming weeks and months. So I pray for all of this, Father, through your grace and your mercy, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, if you need a prayer answered, if you have something you want to put before the Lord, call in at 888-995-5552. I want to encourage Mike, Lamech, Peter, David, and all of you, keep on holding on. We'll get to your call soon. Uh, I've got some business to take care of with a question. There was a question posed to me by by someone. Tony Miller uh, asked me to deal with... Uh, the error of once saved, always saved. Uh, this is going on for a long time. Uh, it's been going on for years. This ter- this false doctrine. I you know I, I say it's a false doctrine uh, because I do I believe it is. This is a doctrine that allows people allows Christians to live however they want to live, thinking that they're that that, that they're that they're saved, even though. They're living a carnal life. You can't just live any way you want and still think you're saved. And we're going to go through it a little bit. You know, uh, it's been propagated by many televangelists. It's gotten to a place of called hyper-grace where you don't even have to confess your sins anymore. You don't even have to ask for forgiveness for anything. Really? But, you know, in order to talk about salvation, uh, talk about the era of once saved, always saved, you really have to ask the question, you know, can you lose your salvation? You know, that's the question. Can a Christian lose their salvation? But in order to answer that question, we have to ask the question first, how is someone saved to begin with? And for the answer, we look to, the, we look to Scripture, we look to the Bible. You know, we find the answer in John 17, 3 and 4. It says, now this is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You've got the words from Christ, from Jesus himself. This is eternal life, to know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So our eternal destiny hinges not on what we know, but who we know. It's not what you know, what you preach, what you think, it's who do you know do you know god eternal life is all about a relationship with jesus christ our god and savior it's all about your relationship with jesus it's not about do's and don'ts it's not about doc you know what you believe doctrinally head knowledge or whatever it's your relationship with jesus do you have a relationship with jesus christ do you really know jesus True salvation is experienced when you are introduced to a new life with the God who sacrificed his all to purchase you from the clutches of hell. You know, that's true salvation. When you have a new life. You know, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Unless you have a new life in Christ, you are not going to see... The kingdom of God. You need to be born again. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. See, there's something going on here. Something is going on here. It's not just, you know, accepting Jesus or praying a prayer and getting baptized. That, you know, that's not it. It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about a new life. It's about being born again, a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have gone away and the new things have come. Ephesians 2 8 and 9. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's nothing you can do. You can't do anything to to, to be saved. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Born again is the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart to make you alive in Christ. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. When you followed the ways of the world, you were dead in your sins. You were living a life of sin and transgression, you were dead. It says, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, that's who ruled your life. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires. You know, once saved, always saved fuels your carnal desires. It's saying you can live any way you want and still be saved. Well, that's not true. It says, like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath, but because of this great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by his grace you were saved. New creation means a changed life. The old sinful lifestyle is put to death, and the new spirit-led lifestyle is brought to life. It goes on through Romans 6.4. four. says that we were buried with him through baptism and death, that we would be raised from the dead through glory to the glory of the Father. Grace is God loving us, giving us His favor, when nothing about us deserved it. We did not deserve to be saved. We did not deserve to 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 receive the gift of salvation. But God chose to extend His gift to us. So that's what salvation is all about. It's about your relationship with God—it's about receiving Him into your life, that you become a new creation. You know, you can't—you uh, know, there's there's an old you know there's an old saying: God, God loves you just the way you are. God accepts you just the way you are, but God also loves you too much to leave you the way you are. You can't come to God and stay the same way and remain in your sin. You can't. It's impossible. You know, the evidence of a born-again believer is a changed life. If you don't have, if there's no change, you know, I once preached a sermon that said, grace that does not change you has no power to save you. You know, once saved always talks a lot about grace. But a grace that does not change you, has no power to save you. It's just that simple. If you receive the grace of God, the gift of God, the mercy of God, that grace changes your life. It doesn't allow you to remain in your sin. You know, we have the, you know, multiple scriptures of, of salvation. John three sixteen. 16. God so loved the world. You know, grace is not about what we do. It's all about what Christ has done. No one can work for salvation. No one deserves salvation. It's God's gift to those who will receive Christ as Lord and Savior. So once we've been saved, is it possible to be unsaved? That's the question. Once we've been saved, is it possible to be unsaved? Once saved, always saved says that once a person has received Christ... He can never be lost or unsaved again. So, what do we do with that? Well, first of all, there's no doc There's no real doctrine of once saved, always saved. You know, this comes from uh, from the Calvinist view of eternal security, and Calvin. Never in his statements ever mentions once saved, always saved. Once saved, always saved is a perversion of Calvinism, or of Calvinist belief. Calvin, when he put forth his doctrine, is the, the doctrine of the tulip, the the, the, the points of of, of 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 Calvinism: total depravity, unlimited, uh, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace. And the one we were talking about, perseverance of the saints. That's where people get once saved, always saved. Calvin's statement of perseverance of the saints. Would you listen to this? And this is taken from Calvinist Corner, taken right off their website. This is what I'm, This is what I'm getting to. Calvin says, you cannot lose your salvation. Because the Father has elected, the Son has redeemed, and the Holy Spirit has applied salvation, those thus saved are eternally secure. They are eternally secure in Christ. Some of the verses of this position are John ten twenty seven through twenty eight, where Jesus said His sheep will never perish. John six forty seven, where salvation is described as everlasting life. Romans eight one, where it is said we have passed out of judgment. First Corinthians ten thirteen, where God promises to never let us be tempted beyond what we can handle. And Philippians one six, where God is the one being faithful to perfect us until the day of Jesus' return. So that's Calvin's statement of perseverance of the saints. And there's nothing wrong, you know, I I don't totally agree with it, but there's nothing wrong with what John Calvin is saying here. He's saying if you're truly saved, you will persevere to the end. You're going to keep believing, keep trusting, keep walking in the Holy Spirit. You're going to be a Christian till the end. And what is a Christian? A Christian is somebody who's following Christ, who's born again. What is the evidence of somebody being born again? A changed life. Nowhere in this statement of Calvin does he ever say that you can live a sinful life, carnal life, do whatever you want and still think you're saved. You know, John... 1025 Calvin Calvin uh, cites and he says uh, Jesus says no one can snatch you out of my hand and that's true no one can snatch you out of no one can take your salvation away from you nobody can snatch you out of the the, the hand of Jesus Christ Jesus says in John 6:47 I tell you the truth he who believes has everlasting life true you got you got to believe. You got to believe in Jesus. You got to keep believing in Jesus. Keep trusting in Jesus. Persevere till the end, you know. But here's the question: What if I stop believing? You know, John uh, John tells us if we believe, we have everlasting life. Jesus tells us. But if, what if we stop believing? What if I choose to stop believing? How about this Romans eight one. There is now therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Emphasis on the word in. What if I want out? What if once I've been in Christ Jesus, what if I want out? What if I want to get out of Christianity? You know John uh, Calvin cites First Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not let you, not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with that temptation will also make the way of escape that you may never, that you may not, excuse me, that you may be able to bear it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Well, what if I don't flee? What if I don't, Run away from idolatry. What if I don't run away from sin? What if I don't run away from worshiping other gods—the god of money, the god of uh, of carnality, the god of this world? What, what, what about all that? What if I don't? Paul tells us to flee from all idolatry. Philippians says, "For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus." Yes. God never gives up on us. He will perfect the work that he began in us. You know, it's not in his nature to give up. But what about man? Man, can man give up on God? God never gives up on man, but can man give up on God? Is it possible? The answer is this. We have a free will. And that free will is separate from the will of God. Did you hear that? Now, follow me. Listen to this. Man has a free will. God created us with a free will. And that free will is separate from the will of God. Listen to this in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. And this is God speaking. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him, for this is your life, and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. God tells you to choose. He said, He's telling Israel, I set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse, so What are you going to choose? Choose life in order that you may live, the Bible says. Man has a free will, the power to choose. If not, man would be a robot. If we didn't have a free will, we would be a robot, nothing more than a puppet, with no ability to love God freely. That's why God gave you a free will, that you could choose be able to choose, have the potential to choose to love God and be obedient to Him. And you would have to do it freely, not under compulsion. God did not create robots or puppets. He created us in His image with a free will and the power to choose. Genesis 1 tells us that God said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. He also said, God created us in His image, male and female. He created them, and there's a lot of there's a lot of to do about that nowadays. But well, that's for a different broadcast. So, what is our position on once saved, always saved? I'm going to read to you from our original doctrinal statement, uh, not the one that's being uh, talked about today. Uh, not the one that's being circulated today, but this is the original doctrinal statement that we had. And it's about the salvation of man. And this is what it says. Man's only hope of redemption is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Salvation is received through repentance. Repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, Being justified by grace through faith, man becomes an heir of God according to the hope of eternal life. And we cite Luke 24, John 3.3, Romans 10, and multiple other scriptures. Here's the evidence of salvation. The inward evidence of salvation is the direct witness of the Holy Spirit. The outward evidence to all men is a life of righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4.24, Titus 2.12. Here's our stand on security of salvation. Our stand on the believer's security in Christ is this. Salvation is received and kept by faith. But it is possible for a born again believer to forfeit his salvation. We maintain that God, the author of our salvation, never removes his gift of salvation from us, nor we, the believer, unknowingly lose misplace or forget his love and grace you can't lose your salvation i don't believe a christian can lose his salvation in the conventional way of losing your keys or or losing your wallet or misplacing something you don't lose your salvation you can't it's all a matter of free will you can choose to walk away from your salvation you can choose to give up your salvation because you have a free will and here's keep listening. It says the forfeiture, forfeiture, forfeiture or the giving up, the abandoning of one salvation comes through a hardening of the believer's heart caused by a continual habitual life of unrepentant sin, a constant rebellious refusal to obey the calling, the leading, the convicting of the Holy Spirit unto repentance. If one continues in this state or lifestyle, he will come to the point of turning his back on the truth, and he that he once believed. He will result, and this will result in the believer forfeiting his salvation as a willful act of disobedience. Main scripture, Second Peter two twenty through twenty two. We believe that God does not allow this to happen easily, seeing that God is constantly calling or convicting the believer unto repentance and restoration. But God, being a sovereign God, chooses never to violate man's free will. It is not always possible to judge or to determine whether or not a believer has turned his back on Jesus as Lord and Savior to the point of forfeiting his salvation. Knowing that only God can look into the believer's heart, we therefore maintain that such judgments should be left to God. Of this we call, of this we call, be certain. Of this we can be certain, that God does not give up on man. So we, the church, should never stop extending the offer of hope for anyone to respond to the calling of the Holy Spirit to be restored in Christ. Repentance is when the believer has changed his mind in regard to his sins. Feel sorrow for sins committed to the point where he turns away from the sin. Repentance is needed or required for forgiveness of sin, Luke 24, 47. So there's our position, there's my position on once saved, always saved. But more important, this is what we believe the Bible teaches about this false and dangerous doctrine. If you teach, if a pastor, preacher, televangelist, anyone teaches that the Bible says you can live a lifestyle of sin and still be saved, you're misleading people into a false sense of security. While they're living according to the flesh, sinning without repentance, hardening of their hearts to the convicting voice of the Holy Spirit, hell is waiting to swallow them up, and guess who led them there? This is in Ezekiel 3.20-21. The Lord says, Again, When a righteous man turns from his righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before him, he will die. Since you did not warn him, he will die for his sin. The righteous things he did will not be remembered, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the righteous man not to sin, and he does not sin, he will surely live because he took warning, and you will have saved yourself. So there it is. I hope it's clear. I hope you understand that anytime somebody preaches once saved, always saved, or hyper grace as it's called today, it's a false doctrine. It can't save you. It won't save you and it won't keep you saved. Because the Bible doesn't teach once saved, always saved. The Bible teaches a changed life. A grace that changes you. A grace that saves you can change you. A grace that saves you will change you. You will be changed if you're in Christ. You are a new creation. So don't let somebody tell you, don't worry, God understands, God knows your life. Keep doing what you're doing, don't worry about it. You don't even have to ask for forgiveness. That's such a lie. Now make the deal to Honey, once saved, always saved, does not save anybody. And even worse than that, believing in once saved, always saved, can take you to hell. Because it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, if you've got a comment, you can call me at 888-995-5552. That's 888 995 Mike, Lamech, Jeremiah, David, and Juan, thank you so much for holding on. Let's get to those calls right now, and we're going to start talking to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thank you for holding on.
2: No problem, Sam. Hey, Sam, um, I just want to thank you for all the prayers that you said for me and my mom all this time, but my mom passed away, so... Uh, Maybe give me one more prayer for me
1: and my mom oh, please. Mike, I'm so sorry to hear that your mom passed away. How old was she, yeah. by the way?
2: Ninety
1: eight. Wow. God yeah. you you got you you had a good long time with her. I know it's I know it's hurtful and I can't imagine. You know, I, I lost my mom. She was seventy two years old when she passed away. Wow. So so I know I, I know you're hurt, but uh Yeah. Thank God for all the years that she was with you, Mike.
2: I know, huh? Yeah. You're right.
1: So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for Mike. I thank you for the time that he spent with his mom, and I thank you for his love and caring over his mom. You know, you told us to honor our mothers and fathers, and I believe Mike did. So I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that you would give him grace and mercy. Father, that you would just comfort him through this time, Lord. And, Lord, make, make his way clear, Lord, to do all that he needs to do, Father, with the burial and everything. I just pray that you would provide for all of his needs, Lord, that you would fulfill the scripture that said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Comfort him, Father. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Thank you, Sam, for all your prayers, and God bless.
1: God bless you, Mike, and please call any time for prayer. Amen? Okay, Sam. God bless you, my brother. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. I hope you'll keep Mike in prayer. Uh, he was very close to his mom and loved her dearly. And uh, I'm sure he's feeling the loss. But uh, I thank God for salvation, because they'll meet again in heaven. Let's go to the next caller, and we're going to talk to, let's see, let's talk to David on line four from Pomona. Hi, David. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, hey, Sammy. How are you? Good, David. How are you doing?
2: Good. um. good. Uh, I just had a question about the, the scripture that said uh, that no man should be left alone. But um, I see a lot of single men out there, including myself, um, who are still waiting on their mate, and they're not—they're not getting anything, you know, that they're asking for in terms of a godly mate. So, how, how long does God allow you to wait, or what's going on? With
1: well, I'm not that? sure about the scripture you're talking about, but it says when God created a woman, He said it's not—it's ma- not good. For man to be alone
4: yeah that one
1: yeah uh that's in that's in Genesis uh, before he just before he created uh Eve uh from 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 uh when he took the the rib from Adam and created Eve, but it said it's not good for man to be alone um, and he does you know but there's there's also a calling for celibate for uh uh for, for some men not to get married but uh not mo- most men uh you know are not called for that but there are some but uh god has somebody out there for for you and for those who want to get married uh it's just a matter of waiting on the lord and letting him reveal the woman that he's chosen uh for every man for each man uh so i would encourage you be patient you know uh and, and, and wait on the Lord. Keep praying for a soulmate. Keep praying for for someone who will uh, be your helpmate, as Eve was the helpmate to Adam. And and, mm-hmm. and, and stay faithful. And, you know, uh, don't shop around. You know what I mean? But be, but, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, let the Lord lead you. And he will. He will. There's uh, I, I you know, I can't, I, I can't express how much I believe that the Lord leads. A, you know, a man who's seeking His will will truly find His will and find that 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 soulmate. Yeah. Can Can you pray for me? To, um, Absolutely. Absolutely, Father. I I thank you for David. I thank you for his searching and seeking for Your will, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that your will would would be manifest in his life about finding a wife. You said in your in, in your word that, you know, finding a good wife, you know, is so important. So I pray that you would reveal to him the godly wife that you've ordained for his life, Lord, and bring her into his life, Lord. Show him, reveal to him, Lord, your grace, your mercy. And your provision for for him, and the godly woman that you're bringing into his life, Lord. That that like in in your word it says that the two shall become one. I pray that they would complete each other, Lord, and fulfill each other's fulfill your will in their life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: I'm starting. To, I'm starting to get myself plugged in more in the men's um, Bible study. We had a barbecue at the church on yeah. Friday. For
1: the men. Yeah. Uh, I'm just
2: getting I'm trying to get closer to God that way. Um so that's what I'm that's where I'm at it. Well right
1: now. most likely that's where you're gonna find your mate is in church. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Well God bless you, David. Keep keep oh, keep you. the faith and keep persevering. Perseverance of that the works. saints, my friend. Okay, God bless. All right. Good night. God bless you. I have a uh a uh, request here up on the board pray for the homeless to have protection from the hurricane yes father i pray for those who are homeless father that they would find shelter and protection from this storm i pray lord that you'd get them out of this, off the streets and into a place lord where they can live uh in jesus name amen amen well, let's go to the next caller and talk to lamech hi lamech you're on the gypsy christian hour
4: uh, Pastor, how are you?
1: Yes, I'm I'm fine. How you doing?
4: I just keep going and uh I'm happy because I talked to my mother. She's in Guatemala and, and you know, always is very is very excited to to talk to her because sometimes we fight and mm-hmm. sometimes we sometimes I I I I preach the word of God to her because mm. you because know, I love her. She I, I wanna say thank you. Thanks to God to keeping alive my mother, but you know, and I'm still helping her a little bit. But God knows, um, and um you know, and, uh now I I wanna I wanna pray for you to pray for for me because I have a pain on my arm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of pain it is, but I and I'm, not, I'm not going to the clinic yet.
1: Okay, but, well, let's pray and, for
4: that. Uh, and the other thing is uh, thank you for all the praise you do for for all the people who need the praise and and uh honestly uh I'm totally repent with God and I don't wanna I don't wanna look back again. So I wanna I wanna keep my eyes Amen. just looking forward and and just uh well, just just keep believing on him and and trying to help people too with with the word of God's always. Well let's
1: pray Lamech. Father I thank you and I praise you Lord I thank you for Lamech and I pray that you'd heal him, Lord, totally and completely, Lord, from whatever ails him, Lord, that there would be no pain, Lord, and that you would supernaturally just touch him, Lord, and heal him in every way from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. I pray that you would strengthen him spiritually, Lord, that he would always look forward and never look back, Lord, that he would continue, Lord, uh, in your will and in your perfecting of his life through sanctification, Lord. I pray for his family, for his mom in Guatemala. I pray salvation into her life, Lord. I pray that she would receive Christ and that that all would go well, Lord, for Lamech and his family. In Jesus' name, Amen.
4: All right, thank you, Pastor. Just keep going, and I keep listening to you. And uh, I wanted I want to uh, emphasize to all the listeners to not to not quit and just keep believing. Amen. And just keep going.
1: Amen. Right, God bless you, Lamech. Thank
4: you. All right. Bye-bye. Same for you. Thank you.
1: Good night. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Ann. Hi, Ann. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
5: Oh, hi, Pastor Sam. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. How are you doing?
5: Oh, well, (laughs) I'm fine. I got my Jesus. Today must be the day for healing prayers and hold-on prayers. (laughs) Because right before I called, you know... was with the Lord, and it was like, hold on, just hold on, don't give up. Right. What I want to ask for is this. In my body, it seems like my body, now I know what the conventional wisdom is. Yeah, you go to the doctor, you call the ambulance, all this stuff. But I'm coming against this thing. In my body, it seems like my body wants to try to, um, the heart problems, and I've had a previous, uh, unexpected uh, heart attack. And um, I don't know how to say this in faith. Look, I want to come against any heart conditions, Mm -hmm. any stroke conditions, any circulatory conditions. I want my hearing to be excellent, as it has always been, and to to be more over and more over more excellent. But I want to stop this. Because before I called you, I was thinking of going to the emergency room, and I said, wait a minute. Let me just get, and when I heard you come on the air, I was like, you know what? Why don't I call my crew? I belong to God. Anything that happens to this body happens is him. He's going to be the one that saves me and heals me whichever way he wants to. But I'm I'm tired of this. I want a completely whole body of any cardiac episodes, any reasons for it in the flesh. I want that gone, and I want any sin. Any sin that I did that may have brought, because I don't know how things are hooked up, that may have brought, brought this on me or whatever. I want to be forgiven for that, and I ask forgiveness for for this, and I want wholeness in my body.
1: Well, let's I pray. have a lot. Okay, let's, yes, let's pray. Anne. Father, I thank you for Anne and her desire, Lord, to to just be forgiven from any sin, Lord. So, Lord, we pray, Father, your grace and your mercy into her life your forgiveness upon her, Lord, for any sin known or unknown, Lord. And I pray for a complete and total healing. I pray against any cardiac issue, any stroke issue, any circulatory issue, Lord. I pray, Father, that the grace of God, that the mercy of God would just be upon her right now and heal her totally from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that every organ in her body would would function, Lord, to its maximum capacity, Lord, the way you created it to function, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that your healing is your grace and your mercy would be upon her, and that you would be glorified through all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now, now, (laughs) Ann, I just want to encourage you, sister, that, you know, God's grace and mercy is sufficient for all of our needs. he, He heals all of our, you know, he forgives us from all our trespasses and heals us from all of our sickness and diseases. But in the the uh, words of Ronald Reagan, we trust but verify. And God yeah. receives glory when you verify and, and uh, when the doctors verify his healing. So I yes. encourage you, yes. don't ignore symptoms, okay? Yes. But see the doctor, see the emergency room. You know, go to the doctor, go to and, and let them glorify God by by uh, uh, c- c- confirming his healing, yes. do you understand yes. what I'm saying? Yes. You know, yes, use wisdom. You know, don't 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 uh, ignore symptoms. Use wisdom. Yes. Trust God and allow His healing power to be upon you supernaturally, or through medication, or however He's yes. going to heal you. He chooses how yes. He heals. We don't choose yes, for yes. Him.
5: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I hear. You. I, I'm, yes, I hear. I understand, and I thank you so much. You know, God for that. gave us.
1: You know, God gave us pain. Allows pain for a reason. Pain is our friend. It's not our enemy. Pain tells us something is wrong. So when you, uh, when 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 you acknowledge that pain and go to the doctor, you know you're 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 you know you're you're following the Lord. You're doing the
5: right thing. You're yeah.
1: doing the right thing. Okay.
5: Thank you yes all right Ann. i feel greedy i know can i ask for one more thing sure i'm sorry i don't want to be greedy but the for the marriage of stephanie and arthur and for the life of my sister jennifer and Courtland.
1: well father i pray for jennifer for your grace and your mercy upon her lord and i pray for the couple lord who who did you mention at first
5: um, Stephanie and
1: Arthur. I pray for the marriage of Stephanie and Arthur, Lord, that they too would come, become one, Lord, in your eyes, Lord, that they would be married and that their marriage would be successful, Lord, till death do they part. Blessed by you, Lord, in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Cortland. If, uh,
5: Cortland.
1: And Cortland, Lord. We pray for Cortland. Let you know the situation, Lord. You know the life. I just play your pray your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello? Well, there goes Ed. Okay. Well, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We've got about twelve minutes left, and we're going to keep going with our calls, and we're going to talk to Juan on line six. Hi, Juan. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
2: Sam, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for what you do, Pastor Sam. I want to thank God for you, brother, uh, faithful pastor, brother. And uh, all I can say is may God bless you, Pastor. Thank you. uh, The the reason I called is because um, sometimes I get a pain in my right eye. I I don't know what it is, if it's migraines or or tiredness. I have no idea. Uh, I've been to the ophthalmologist, and they said that everything looks fine, thank God. But every now and then I get pain. So... Uh, can you please uh, pray for me that God would uh, bless me in my health and my eye and yes. maybe nothing bad in
1: uh, God's will, right. well, Pastor? Lord, I pray, Lord, for Juan, Lord. He says he's getting a pain in his, right eye, in, in his right eye, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would relieve the pain, but not only the symptom, Lord, but whatever is causing the pain, Lord, I pray that you would heal it. Lord, whatever it is, Father, I just pray, Lord, that your grace, your mercy... That the touch of your hand would be upon his life, Lord, upon his body, Lord. Touch him now, Lord, and relieve that pain and heal him, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. And uh Juan, I just feel led get, right now to tell you to check your blood pressure. You know, blood okay. blood pressure can 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 cause that. Uh that pain in your eye, if it's behind your eye, uh uh-huh. definitely change your check your blood pressure and if it's uh if it's too if it's high you can you know you should go to the doctor and let him prescribe medication to help you bring down that blood pressure. Okay?
2: Thank you very much. And I okay, Pastor, and one thing I just want to encourage uh, all the listeners to uh please uh, remember Pastor Sam and your prayers.
1: Thank because,
2: you. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Pastor Sam can use
1: our prayers too, right Pastor? Amen. Absolutely. I covered every prayer. Thank you so much, Juan. God bless you, my friend. God bless you, Pastor Sam. Thank you. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah on line three. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey,
3: Sammy, what's up? God bless you. Uh, yeah, I had like uh, some questions, and then after that, I'm going to ask you to pray for me, and then pray for one of my friends. Okay. Okay, uh, tonight. I was listening to my uh, old pastor I used to go to. He's not my pastor no more, but he was, I listened to him, I Sometimes I listen what he's got to say on uh, YouTube. And then he looked up that scripture, Leviticus 27, verse 30 and 33. It says, if a man wants to redeem his title, borrow out of the tithe he's going to give to God, it says uh, you must pay 20% interest to it. You know, like if, like, mm-hmm. let's say, like if he was going to tithe, you know, like, Tide five hundred, and if you're going to spend out of it, you know, out of the tithe and you got to pay a twenty percent interest. Now, I know, you know, God is the same God today and yesterday, but let me ask you: I know that's in the Old Testament. Do you think? Uh, do you think that's still? You think that's? That
1: I don't. That's that a part. Of, that's a part of the it? old covenant, and it's a part of uh, what he talks to the Israelites. Of, you see, the Israelites paid their tithes. We don't pay tithes; we give our tithes. You know. And uh, yeah, as long as well, you're... yeah, f- but it
3: also said too in the New. do it says in the New Testament, Jesus said, "Man, uh, got to pay, should pay their tithes or pay their tithes."
1: No, he doesn't say anything about uh, tithes. He talks about tithes. You know that the that uh, that the uh, Pharisees tied even the mint and the cumin, uh of their gardens, and it was right that they did. You know, so he says the tide is right. But he doesn't say anything about uh, redeeming your tithe and paying 20% more. So I don't believe it's something that, that, that we should uh, really consider no, in, in, in New in Testament Leviticus. times. Say,
3: like, you know, you in die,
1: Leviticus, but this is in, this is in Leviticus, and it's talking to the Israelites. And here's the thing. If a person wants to do it, I think they should. If a person doesn't want to, I don't think they're under obligation no, to I do that. But, but I think everybody needs tides. to give their tithes.
3: No, I know, but let me ask you, all right, well, if somebody, let's say, all right, let's say if you, you okay, you tied it, and then you, you spent out of it, or you, you, you give out of it, it says in the Bible, it says $20, 20, 20% interest, it's, watch, you could go look it up. Twenty. Uh, 20 yeah, I know the scripture,
1: I know the scripture, Jeremiah, and I'm saying, if a person feels that they should do that, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But, but I don't think God, you're God, under obligation Jeremiah. Jeremiah, please. I'm try- I know what the Bible says. I know Leviticus says that. But tell me something. The Bible also says not to eat pork. Do you eat pork?
3: Yes, we do. Okay. The Bible also says not to look at another woman, but people end up doing it. They well, sin. I know what you mean.
1: Well, this, that's a sin. You know that it's it's not a sin to eat pork, and it's not a sin. You know, if you if you borrow out of your tithes and you pay the tide back, that's fine. If you want to pay twenty like, percent,
3: you know what I mean. Is like God won't get mad and say, "Oh, you didn't give the twenty percent." You didn't give. I don't. The 20% I tithe
1: don't tithe. think God is. I don't think God obliges. I don't think God obligates us to pay twenty percent on borrowing from our tide. But I do think we need to give our tithes. Be faithful to give your tithes. Okay, we're running right, out of time, God. Jeremiah. How can I pray for you?
3: Oh, you! Oh, yeah! You are running out of time. Yeah, I wanted you to pray because I'm gonna go look for a place, and then wanted you to pray for my friend Nicole for God to help her. And okay. Bless her with a place too. Well, Lord, I pray then, for uh, I
1: pray for Jeremiah and I pray for Nicole Mogadad. Lord, that you would provide the, the home, the place, the apartment. Lord, that you would provide for their needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, that you would do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Okay, Jeremiah. I'll call back next. God bless. Uh, Let's go to. I think we got time for one or two more callers. We're going to talk to Eddie from Riverside. Hi, Eddie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
2: Hi. How you doing, Sam? This is my first time actually hearing your show, and I just heard heard the end of it. Basically, wanted to get your 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 my my question answered. So. In the end, he said, the one saved, always saved. Now, I'm not asking this question from the basis of a person who has a motive to sin. It's on the basis of understanding that sanctification is a life process. Right. So, you know, I just I, I just want to lay that foundation. I don't want you to think, hey, I, I believe we have a license to sin. Romans covers that. Right. So. I just, I'm kind of curious, though, because the one saved, always saved. Now, you're saying... We need to be obedient. So, is there a condition of our salvation that is hinged upon the obedience well, that's a, of us
1: to God? That's a great question. I'm so, so glad you asked it. God does not judge us by performance. Okay? He doesn't love us more when we're good and less when we're bad or when we're sinful. All Christians sin. You know, right. Christians are not sinless but Christians should be sinning less and less and less. That's that's sanctification. See, right. when we're saved, we're justified. You know, the moment we're death. saved, we are yeah. justified. God's, God sees us as saved. He justifies us, just as if we've never sinned. That's what justification is. But So when
2: you say the once saved, always saved, is a false doctrine, can I, I'm just trying to pick through those lines, but basically it's a person who identifies as a child of god but there is no fruit to show no changed no life transformation.
1: no change life no trans okay, you know no. god has god desires us to be conformed to the image of jesus christ he says do not be conformed right. to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your of your mind you know we are to be in the world but not of the world
0: so right, right.
1: so what i'm saying is this You know, we are saved by grace. We're justified by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. But then we're also sanctified. You know, justified is an instantaneous event that that, that happens at the moment you're born again. But sanctification is an ongoing process. That's why it's called perseverance of the saints. The the, the truly saved persevere to the end. And we get we're sanctified through through, through a lifelong uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, you know. Right. But I don't want people to think that I'm talking about uh, a works based salvation. It's not by our works; it's by His grace.
2: Or by grace you have been saved, right? Saved, but not of work, but most people, the God, yeah. most
1: people, and the, the, most people that I've seen and that I know that that adhere to once saved, always saved are just looking for a justification for their lifestyle. They want to keep doing what they're, they people. want to keep doing what they're doing that goes against the Bible, goes against the Word of God, and think that they're still okay. That right, right. that that God puts His good, you know, His stamp of approval upon them, even though they're living a lifestyle that goes against the Word of God.
2: That's good. I'm glad. No, I just wanted to clarify. I was on the on the way home, and I heard you, and I was like, oh. I heard the very end. Just hey, once saved, always saved. False doctrines. Yeah, I just thought I, you know, just call to kind of pick your brain. I appreciate what you do, and well, and thank you, Eddie. I hope
1: you keep listening. Yeah. Okay, yeah,
2: I mean, if you don't mind a prayer, I mean, we're we're in the midst of uh, where God is requiring faith for us to trust Him regarding the circumstances Amen. we're going through. Well, Father, so, I pray for Eddie. Prayer, yeah,
1: I pray for Eddie and his family, Lord, that You'd increase their faith, Lord. And Lord, I know it's so hard going through trials or going through this test, Lord. But I pray the power of the Holy Spirit upon them. I pray the blessing of the Holy Spirit upon them. I pray the infilling of your Holy Spirit to strengthen them, that their faith and their trust would grow, and they would be victorious through this test, through this trial, whatever they're going through, Lord. Increase their faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be it. So be it.
2: Thank you. God God bless you, Eddie. God bless you, too.
1: Well, we're out of time for this edition of the Gypsy Christian Hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. I pray that you'll be blessed by the Holy Spirit, by, by the touch of God. And if you were, and if you are, and if the Lord moves upon you, I hope you'll consider us worthy of uh, your financial contribution to keep us here at KKLA. You can make your check or money order out to the to GCH Ministries. Send it to P.O. Box 93917. Pasadena, California, nine one one oh nine. You can also email me with your prayers, questions, and uh, whatever uh, at Sammy N L A. That's S A M M Y and is in Nancy L A. dot K-K-L-A, at gmail.com God bless you. God bless your week. Stay safe. Take precautions uh, through the storm and stay safe. Be in church. We'll be God willing. We'll be here next week. Gentlemen, God bless you and good night.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's.